0: Welcome to Confessions of Ignorance. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Emily. And Happy New Year! Hope you all had a great new year. Yeah, Emily, are you excited about 2024? Yeah, I do. Big things coming? Like, what's. What does this year look like for you? Honestly, nothing I can really think of on the <laughs> spot, <laughs> but it's going to be a great year. Yeah. I've I, already decided. I can't think of, I'm just don't know if I'm prepared. Like I don't, I'm not ready. I don't, we were like, what we said is let's share our new year's resolutions, except for that we don't, we can't like think of any. Yeah. And so then I suggested, well, why don't we just come up with resolutions for each other? Yeah. Okay. So one, I have one for you. Okay. mean. by I'm, the way, we were thinking about them and Kirsten was like, "Hey, are you ready? And she came up with mine very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was I actually like, actually maybe oh, have two. I oh, have maybe okay. two. Okay. I, I guess there's a lot of a long no, list. No, 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 no. I just think something that would be like fun and maybe you could report back on. Okay. I want you this year sometime within 2024 to have a confrontation with somebody oh. about something that you feel passionate about. So if someone upsets you, instead of like coming to me on polo and like <laughs> venting about it, I want you to like face up to the person and tell them your feelings. That's really scary. Yeah. I, uh, I've gotten better with confrontation throughout my life, but definitely, definitely makes me nervous. Well, the thing with you too is like, it takes you all, it takes a lot to like rile you up. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like I feel extra good about you speaking your mind when the time is appropriate because obviously it's justified totally yeah yeah like you're not just you just don't like you are never offended you don't read into things you're not like overly emotional yeah which might be why I don't have confrontations often like I'm saying and I think maybe after the fact then I'm maybe thinking through it and I'm like oh maybe Mm -hmm. I should have been upset about that Okay, but it can be after the fact like oh, even if, I have to after the fact to the if, person, if that's you even worse. are like coming to me and you're like oh this made me mad then I'm gonna be like go tell them but you can do it in a nice way like you can say hey I just think that you should know for the future I would appreciate it if you would maybe xyz like this hurt my feelings you're good yeah. at that Kirsten yeah. Will, well, like, that won't take be my resolution that will be through things and then she'll polo the next day Marco Polo and so yeah. just so everybody knows <laughs> this is why I was a little absent yesterday I, just, I was just cried all day I, I just cried all day I didn't even get invited I've, to the Taylor Swift concert that never happened it's uh, hypothetical and, she, and yeah. she's like now I have been able to come back and mm-hmm. talk about it reasonably well also it could be with me it can it could be with anyone okay like it, even if it's like a small thing Okay. Hey, I want you to try okay. it. My heart's beating so fast. <laughs> it's not even happening right now. I don't know what it is. Why you have I have a hard time to do it. confrontation. I think it's because I'm a people pleaser. So I hate to make people feel like they did something wrong. Yeah. But like you should also be a people pleaser to yourself. You're right. Okay. That's a good okay. one. What's your other one for me? Okay. Well, this one's like not as important, but you were talking about redoing your entry table. Well, yeah, we took down Christmas and I realized uh, we have not a lot of decorations. When I say redoing as in just like actually doing (laughs) it's like currently completely empty. It's a long entry table with nothing on it. Yeah and you're you said to me I want to do it cheaply. Yeah well I said I just don't want to spend a lot of money on it. I'm more minimalist when it comes to decorating. Yeah but you can be minimalist without being cheap. Yes that's true. Well and you said don't do it cheaply, do it thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. So that's my just good advice. That's my, um, not just advice, but like my plea to you is that you're very thoughtful. And I, what I want you to do is like find something that you connect with. Yeah. That's like meaningful. It's I like that. meaningful. That's not just like, Oh, I saw this in a picture and I think I should replicate this. I want you to be like, this speaks to me for some reason, whatever that may be. Mm, okay. But what if it's like speaks to me, but then you hate it. Um, yeah, then we'll like talk about it and okay. I'll maybe like try and find something else to speak to you. Okay. <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> Okay. Okay, so by the end of twenty twenty four, I need to have my entryway table decorated. Mm-hmm. I, I don't actually don't care if it's decorated. Just have like one thing on there that you're like, look, I I love this and every time I look at it it makes me happy. Well, that's the problem. I'm kind of like Go big or go home. Like that's Mm -hmm. why I have literally nothing on there because I think it would look weird if there was just one thing on there. Okay, well do the whole thing. That's fine, but at least have one thing on there that you truly love. Okay. That like lights you up when you see it. So in a year from now, I'll report back. Okay. Cannot wait. All right, what do you have for me? Okay, Kirsten, get ready for this. Okay. Mine for you is I don't want you to buy anything for the months of January and February. And no, Josh did not secretly tell me to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I will admit like I I have a great appreciation for things of all nature, like beautiful clothes, beautiful decorations, like pretty you know serving pieces like all things yeah it's hard for me I, and i'm so good at selling myself on stuff like i am the person who's always able to talk someone into buying something well yeah literally including myself literally we were talking the other day with the sisters about you were like somebody just tell me i need to buy this and <laughs> i told you you shouldn't this was something i was, don't even remember what it was it was a christmas present for your kids oh and it was, oh yeah yeah it was you know an investment yeah it wasn't cheap no but and I have, I have no told regrets. you, I was like Kirsten, you shouldn't buy it. And then and then our other sister said, I think you should buy it. And then you said, Sold. I'm doing yeah. it. That's <laughs> just your personality. It's just you so, just need one good reason to buy something. But January and February are actually good times to slow down the spending because you're not really ready to buy clothes, right? You're not buying winter clothes because like you are kind of already. It's, it's almost that. over. Yeah, like you have a few more months. Then it's spring. You're not quite to the spot where you're buying spring clothes yet. So it's actually a good time. However, what I will be buying, you might need to give me an exception is Mm. seeds. Oh, I have to buy seeds. I have to buy seeds. Yeah. In January and February. Okay. I'll give you the seed exception. Okay. But other than that, what about like some stuff for the girls trip? Like what do you need? What what know. do you actually sure you need something. for our girls trip coming up? You're right. Probably nothing. Nothing. Probably nothing. It's a it's like a two day thing. Okay. Three okay. Days okay. Okay. You don't need anything. Yeah, but like don't be, don't be like embarrassed to be with me if I'm just like wearing weird clothes. If you're just wearing like the clothes nothing you already new. have. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, just so you know, I won't be buying new clothes for it either. Okay, deal. Deal. We should all make that deal. Okay. Unless we get like a cute Disney sweatshirt or something like that. When we're we're there, there, there. that doesn't count. Okay. January and February. If I want something, can I, can I send you a quick polo and just like get your permission? And if I, if I, I, if I can sell you on it and explain to you why I need it, Um, this will be your requirement. If you want something, we need to, post it on our Instagram story okay. and ask our followers no. if it is <laughs> deemed worthy for you to buy. No. Cause like people aren't going to know what I know. Like they're not going to know why I need it and nope. all the reasons. I think that's a great sample size to ask from because it's okay. getting a lot of different opinions. A lot of opinions we value. Okay. Also I have to spend money on the things that are already like, like I have some subscriptions. So those will just be but well, I want a whole nother like, story. Not, Maybe we need to go through those. Not subscriptions. on top of like the subscriptions and stuff that are automatically coming on my account. Okay, that's okay. fine. Sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find more exceptions as we continue. <laughs> I will have to get my hair done. Okay, that's all. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, today on the podcast we have Demarie coming on, who is an expert at everything Taylor Swift. Yep. I I am excited, but also I feel a little guilty honestly that she's doing this for us because i just don't like care enough about taylor swift like i feel like she should be spending her time with people who are going to just like soak it all in okay well that's me i love taylor okay i will soak it all in okay i'm a swifty as we've all established yeah and i'm i'm like actually not really a wannabe swifty i'm just like a wannabe fitting in person. Like I just want to like, that's definitely you. I just want to like be doing what people are doing and talking about what people are talking about. That's Mm -hmm. where I'm struggling with this. Maybe that should be my goal for you to not worry so much about feeling left out. (sighs) Yeah. But it needs to be like more specific than that. Like it's got to be like something happens and I react a certain way. Like Mm -hmm. just in, that's too general. Yeah, it's too general. Okay, so hone that in. Okay, I'll think about it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Okay, well, welcome, Demery. Thanks for joining us today. You are the expert Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. girl, and we're excited to talk to you a little bit more about Taylor Swift. Before we get started, we normally start with a little Marco Polo segment, but we're going to scratch that today to talk about what just happened to you.
1: Okay, so I'm like a little jarred right now because I just witnessed a pretty bad car accident. Like I was the one to call 911. Yeah. Demery was like, well, you were like 30 minutes late Yeah, because you were, you're like, I, I just yeah. almost died. Like, yeah, it was the car right in front of us. Um, you were turning out, if you know Provo Canyon at all, we're turning out onto Provo Canyon. So it's a road where people are going about 65 and these two cars just hit it was crazy my husband was like calling one calling one and he ran out and was like trying to get people out of the car oh my gosh there was a he ba- was
0: pulling them out
1: yeah there oh was a baby gosh. in one of the cars <gasps> everyone's okay so oh. one of the drivers was pretty beat up though i don't know what kind of injuries he's gonna have but he was very injured whose fault was it like what you happened? know what how we can we avoid this neither of us were really paying attention mm. like we, i was looking at my phone so i didn't even see as one does in the passenger yeah. seat, and Evan was driving, but just like I don't know, he was yeah. like was like there. on autopilot. We both were like, I don't even know what happened, but yeah, it was like really scared. the The fact that the baby was there, just like really, oh. I have like mm-hmm. my own baby, and it was just like really, oh my gosh, stressful to me. And then again, and I had to stay on the phone with nine one one for like ten minutes because they're like, how many people are in the car? What are the injuries like? Are any of the doors stuck? There, were, one of the doors was stuck; they couldn't get it open, and we all thought there was a person in there and so people were freaking out because they couldn't get the back door open but oh my then the driver like came got out of her fogginess and was like no there were only three of us so
0: oh my gosh yeah also like in provo canyon there are spots where you have no service so luckily yeah. there was a spot where you could call yeah otherwise
1: you'd have to like drive, drive. down the canyon oh my yeah gosh. to find
0: service but the baby was okay
1: yes okay. everyone was a lot li- like looked at- okay they were fine oh my gosh Just turning on, just turning into the yeah. So when you're coming, if you know Midway, you're coming Mm -hmm. out of Midway, and so you're just going to turn right onto the Canyon Road. It was just right Right at that intersection.
0: Oh, so they probably weren't going too fast. Yeah. So then the
1: Canyon, we were lucky we got out, but the Canyon was all backed up because they closed everything. In fact, I saw this lady getting in a fight with the cop because she was like, "I'm just going to turn here really fast," and Mm -hmm. he was like, "No, you're not." I don't know what she was trying to do because the road was super blocked like, like where is she gonna go like yeah. it was where the cars in the accident were. they were like spread she around really road. needed to go and somewhere truck and she's like i'm just gonna cheat and go around. i feel like that would
0: be me though yeah. I'd be like i gotta get out of here well the i'm just so pissed. grateful that you made like, it here go. yeah, yeah. yeah good thing you were not stuck because you had a place to be it was yeah. yeah it was like the last car that made it out so well it was lucky. we're glad you're here i I'm sure everyone's aware. Nobody lives under a rock enough to not know who Taylor Swift is, right? Yes. We all can all agree on that. Yes. Um, she was recently titled 2023 times person of the year. Mm-hmm. Of course. Pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no one's surprised about that. No. She is literally everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, you like can't everywhere. Escape. You cannot mm-hmm. escape. Yeah. And and I feel like a little sad about it for for <laughs> myself. And let me explain because- I like to be in the know. I like to be involved in like current events and like what's going on. And I feel like I am enough with her. Like I know enough, but like I don't have the passion that people have. I didn't know when the concert was coming out. I, like, didn't even have any idea that she was doing a tour. Like, I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know she had this many albums. Oh, my gosh. Debra's I mean, going to be like, I cannot be in your presence. This is, this <laughs> is not going to be, like, a full confessional because you'll be like, you'll, like, disown me as a friend. But it is going to... I do want to confess enough so that people right. can understand that I am ignorant. Yeah. But I have tried. Like, I I really... I went to the, the concert at the movie theater. Oh, cool. I, like, sang along. You yeah. know, like, I'm not... I'm not to the point where I am like, I refuse to engage, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't feel like I really belong. It's like, I don't know where to be, you know,
1: I, and I need your help. Well, I don't hate you I think there are a lot of people like that. And, um, you, I think I will at least help you arrive to the point where you respect her a lot and you respect Swifties a lot. Okay. Um, because of You know the great things about her, so I think we can at least get to that point. But yeah, some people like people have different tastes in music, and some people just aren't gonna Mm -hmm. like to listen to her. But I do think they should like her as a person and respect how uh, much she has influenced the music industry. Totally.
0: I also do feel like I respect her. I think I respect her. I just am also like, like this is really bad, Mm -hmm. but. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just feel, this is what I say to people. Mm-hmm. If she like happened to pass away tomorrow, <laughs> like my, gosh. my life goes on. Like nothing changes in my life, but that's just to show oh. you how like, I'm just unaffected. I would
1: Ball, i know i would I, be so wrecked i would just <laughs> think the world alone. would have I to know, have I, some sort of of course i
0: would be sad but like my life in of itself just would go on mm-hmm. as as if nothing had happened mm-hmm. but like i would feel sorry i would you know i would mm-hmm. like but i wouldn't like put out an instagram post because mm-hmm. i don't really like have anything to say mm-hmm. you know but that's like where i'm at right now I feel like it, people need to know that so they can really understand Sure, and uh, the situation. Just so everyone knows, I feel like I'm somewhere in
1: the middle of you okay. two.
0: Yeah. I, I consider myself a Swifty, but I don't know. There's a lot of things I'm ignorant about when yeah. it comes to her.
1: Well, a study came out earlier in 2023 and over half the United States considers themselves Taylor Swift fans. It's like 60% of Everyone that lives in the U.S. That's crazy. Is a that's Taylor like Swift higher fan.
0: than any presidential approval. Oh, rating. absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, was well, a
0: fan because like, could I be? Could you? Would you
1: say that I could be a fan? I mean, my guess from what you told me is that you're not a fan, and Emily is a fan. Okay. Like, if someone oh. gave you a survey question <laughs> yeah, yeah. and said, "Are you a Taylor I mean, Swift fan?" Fair. You'd probably say no. It doesn't mean you're anti. No, and but, I like a lot of her music. Yeah,
0: and I went. Like I said, I went to the concert. Yeah, I've watched her documentaries. Like I'm like, she's a really interesting person. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just, there's like, my heart doesn't, you know, she doesn't do anything for me. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Like your journey with Taylor Swift. Why don't you start out by just kind of telling us like, where did your journey begin with her?
1: Okay. Well, I think one of the reasons I love Taylor Swift so much is because, and I feel this way about Harry Potter too. We could go off on that tangent, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to. I grew up with her i'm two years younger than taylor swift so she would write her song being a certain age and then by the time the album came out i was literally that exact age so and her music has gotten more sophisticated and about more adult themes and problems like as you know with every album and so her music has matured with me if that makes sense and so I, the first time I listened to her was when her first album came out in 2006. I was a freshman in high school. And that's, again, that's exactly what you were supposed to be for that album like that, you know? And so, yeah, my, Mm -hmm. that's, that's where it all started. Just You've, the debut album.
0: Cause sometimes I'm like, maybe it's just cause I was too old. Like when she first came out, I think I'd just gotten married. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I already am in love. Like yeah. I'm over it. Like yeah, I get exactly. it now. Like I don't need any of this like heartbreak stuff. Yeah. But I did like when I was in high school, I bet. I w- wonder if I would have yeah. had a better connection with her.
1: Well, one yeah. thing I say is so she, her second album is called fearless and I have told people and I, I I mean, I was a high school girl and then I'm a high school English teacher. So I know high school girls and I tell guys, especially if you want to understand how a high school girl thinks, listen to the fearless album like that. I mean, obviously everyone's different, but me and my friends, I feel like the majority of high school girls is like, that is how you think about things. That's what you're thinking about. That's how you would say it. And so I just have like such Mm. a love for that album. I listened to it all through high school. Um, Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I can relate with that. Mm -hmm. I'm two years younger than you. So four years younger than Taylor Swift. And that's exactly why I feel connected to her. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there is a particular lyric or set of lyrics that have had like a profound impact on you? Oh,
1: absolutely so many. Yeah. And it it like depends on how vulnerable you want me to get here. Go for it. Um, the first one I think about, and this is kind of the fun thing about Taylor Swift. She actually has this ability, you know, people always like whine about the fact that a lot of her songs are love songs and a lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't, but she has this ability to write something that sounds like a love song, but actually can relate to a bunch of different scenarios. Um, my tears ricochet from, Folklore is a famous example of that. The one I'm thinking of, though, is called White Horse from the Fearless album. And my parents were getting divorced when I was in high school. And the song fits perfectly to your dad letting you down and you always thinking he was your knight in shining armor on the white horse and taught you to believe in fairy tales and love, essentially, because, you know, you grow grow up seeing your parents. And then... You know, the the lyrics are it's too late for you and your white horse to come around. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't believe in this stuff anymore because of you, essentially. And then at the end, probably the most the the most profound lyric to me when I was in high school is she says, I'm gonna find someone someday who might actually treat me well. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not gonna marry someone like you, <laughs> essentially.
0: So is she I mean, she has a close relationship with her dad, she's not referencing her dad, is she?
1: Well, I've been researching this actually a lot lately. Something that a lot of people don't know is that Taylor Swift's parents are actually divorced.
0: I did not know that. They're
1: very amicably divorced and they're both very involved in her career. And I do think she has a good relationship with both of them. Her relationship with her mom is definitely way better than it is with her dad. And if you look back on some of her lyrics and certain songs, you actually can see her mentioning fathers in a certain way that tells me that she had to come to terms with some things and maybe forgive him for some things so Hmm. mm -hmm. so
0: maybe that song was like a non-honestly yeah when I
1: learned her parents were divorced and that is kind of when it was happening Mm -hmm. I was like I I feel like it fits so perfectly I would not be surprised at all if that was at least part of the uh inspiration for White Horse
0: yeah so are there any more lyrics that have a personal connection with Uh, you
1: absolutely yeah so a fast one is we are never, ever getting back together. I think mm-hmm. many girls have had that boyfriend where they, you break up, you get back together, you break up, you get back together. And I was, again, I was at that exact phase when that song came out. And so it's just so fun to scream from your car. <laughs> We're never getting back together. There's a reason we keep breaking up. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I would mention is from uh, her most recent album, Midnights. Um, there's a song called Bejeweled. Mm-hmm. And it's about like, I, like I'm still hot. Like I still got it basically. And for like someone who's a mom and becoming like an old frumpy mom, basically. Not at all. No, it's like, it was, it was fun to hear it of like, at the beginning of the song, she's kind of like, oh, I've been in this relationship. I've been like hidden inside or, you know, or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then she says, best believe I'm still bejeweled when I walk in the room, I can still make the whole place shimmer. Mm. Like, and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's very relatable for me. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I love bejeweled.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of like, you're you're explaining to us, and I think you're- your experience is similar to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They hear the songs but then they really get into the lyrics and mm-hmm. I feel like that's when they really start to connect. Mm-hmm. Like they're sure. they're like, "Oh, you're speaking to me. I could have I could have written this. Like this mm-hmm. is very personal to me."
1: Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the person because she also is very musically talented. She has I mean, she's famous. Everybody knows she's famous for her bridges. She, her she has amazing bridges and she's got really good hooks and outros and things that she puts in her songs. Um, So if you're more musically minded, so you might just get hooked, you know, with something like Blank Space or Shake It Mm. Off. And then as you get to know her better it would be lyrics. But yeah, and again, I would say, especially Fearless, high school girls just love that album. I remember loving that album. And um, I remember thinking like, if I were a little bit more articulate, this is exactly what I would Mm. have said about these situations in my life. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I feel like she puts what you're thinking, like your thoughts into Beautiful. Lyrics. Better words. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She can write it down when she you expresses can, you can, your feelings. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she reads all of our minds and somehow is able to write it down perfectly. Seriously. I remember a friend talking to me it was specifically the red album it was after it came out and she was like how does she know my life like yeah. it's like she's spying on me it's so, so true so
0: maybe like a tip would be for someone like me cuz I will listen to her songs but I in general I'm not a lyric person okay. so maybe this is like one of my flaws when it comes to this is no. like I listen to the beat mm-hmm. and I and I will even like learn all the words but mm-hmm. I don't ever really like register them mm-hmm. so like maybe that's somewhere I could start Sure. I could like really start learning the words, understanding the meaning. Sure. And then I would be like, oh, I I get now I can relate with this because it's kind of hard to relate when you like with just a with a melody as much mm-hmm. as it
1: is with like a lyric. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot easier to do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you don't have to like change the kind of person you are if you yeah. usually just focus on the music. <laughs> like like I said, she's got a ton of bops that like mm-hmm. are the scream from your car songs. There's And uh, again, if anybody wants like tailored playlist like Mm -hmm. to them I can make you that. (laughs) So this
0: is like an interesting story, but I feel like well my favorite song is Marjorie. Oh really good one. Yeah. Yeah. And and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. Like but I went to the movie because I'm I'm cool like that. And I was trying sitting there with my friend, shout out Lisa who's a big fan too. And I want also want to say like she's like my age. A lot of people that are my age are able to connect yes, with her, yeah. But I do think that's like something that could have helped me that you know I didn't have, yeah, because I'm too old. But mm-hmm. um, she was like, "Oh, this is about her grandma," and she sat there and she explained the whole thing to me. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this!" I sat and listened to it. Like I went home that night and listened to it. I listened to it the next day a bunch of times. So I think that is for me like a good example of how I can relate more if I put some effort, yeah, if exactly. you put some time into it.
1: And that's one of those songs with a kind of a famous bridge. That bridge makes if you've lost a grandparent or if you've lost somebody like Mm -hmm. that bridge makes you cry i cried the first time i heard that song it's so pretty and at the concert because she i mean she tears up and then yeah yeah it's it's pretty Yeah,
0: emily do you know that song yes okay good yes Yes. just want to make sure you're really a fan because you said you were (laughs) listen (laughs) i don't know everything but i did go to the concert to the the movie concert good good okay so let's talk about now becoming a swifty okay so, you know, we're kind of talking, we're getting into a little bit of like You know, you can do it, Kirsten. You can become a Swifty <laughs> if you really so want. <laughs> I really really hard. Um, so do you feel like, I guess, like, do you feel like it is possible for someone to become? Or are you just, like, born this way? Um
1: like how <laughs> you're definitely not born this way, but it, I think different people place different value on music in your life. Some people yeah. just don't even listen to that much music in general. And so they might not become fans because they're like, well, I don't really relate to any artists. Like it's just, not part of my life. I believe that musical people that really like their music and, kind of like the, you know, hipster hater people that are like, Mm oh, I just like my indie music that no one's ever heard of. And she actually makes fun of them in a song, but- um,
0: Oh, what's that song?
1: I'll bet you think about me. She's talking about an ex-boyfriend that just thought her the indie music was way cooler than hers. Like have fun at your stupid indie concerts every week. Like, Mm. um, but yeah, so I think that anyone who respects music could uh, like her. Okay, and I think that even the most hateful person could find at least three songs of Taylor Swift that they like.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it is like interesting because there's a difference between liking her and like being a Swiftie. Sure. Where you're like, I want to like I would die for her. Yeah. Like I (laughs) like like Josh is like, oh my gosh, are you finally going to start watching football? And I'm just like no, because I like <laughs> don't care to see her on my TV. Like yeah, i People not, will like literally die for any sort of information yeah. about her. Oh yeah, like any sort of screen time information, mm-hmm. everything. So I've never like really been that way about musical artists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that's exactly. what I'm so, saying. So like so. maybe that's that's not. So that's what I'm wondering. Like maybe it's just not within me to be like that. Like maybe mm-hmm. I was born to just not. Like I remember when Insane came out. And all that oh, was like, all my friends NSYNC. were obsessed. And my friend was going to the concert and I was just, and she wanted me to come. I think she even bought me a ticket. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, <laughs> oh,
1: so you're not on. like
0: a huge concert person. I'm not though. a huge concert
1: person yes. either. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't watch the VMAs, I assume. No. So Taylor Swift was there and NSYNC. Uh, presented her with award they were uh, they were like the oh, award okay. presenters and she was flipping out like she is a huge NSYNC Cute. fan again my same age and she was like fangirling hard over NSYNC she was that. so excited like that what, they were there
0: it's like part of what makes her relatable yes exactly like like it's she's very like down to earth I feel yes. like mm-hmm. she's
1: always doing things like that yeah that you're like that's exactly what I would do if I yeah. saw NSYNC
0: <laughs> so but I do think where I like I think I've come to the conclusion like I will never I will probably never invest as much of myself as like people like you have mm-hmm. into her. Mm-hmm. But I do still wanna like be a part of the club. Sure. Like I just wanna like know what's going on. Know when a concert's coming out so I can be like, Hey, mm-hmm. did you guys hear about the concert? You know, mm-hmm. like I just wanna know what's going on. And I feel like that's probably where I will Well, yeah. And you maintain, we've talked about this on the podcast. You have a big fear of missing out. (laughs) I do. I do. Yeah. I've got that as well. Yeah, I have lots of FOMO. Yes. Huge FOMO. So for you, Demery, do you feel like your knowledge and love for Taylor Swift has influenced your social connections?
1: Oh yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: You have more respect from people, I bet.
1: (laughs) I feel like I I lack that with some people. Well, you know, it's come around to, at this point now I do, but for a long time, people made fun of her and wrote her off as this dumb juvenile artist that only did stupid love songs. They weren't that complicated. They weren't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they, it was almost like she's a teeny bopper, only dumb teenage girls like her. And now that she's so big, everyone's had to be like, you know what? This mm-hmm. There's something ten there. 10 number one albums mm-hmm. is not an accident. Like this girl's really talented. Yeah. At what point do you feel like that shifted? Um, I would say when the Lover album came out, and part of it might've have, might have been influenced by- the Was rep- that
0: her boyfriend? About her boyfriend, Joe?
1: Uh, a lot of it's about Joe, Joe okay. yeah. Um, right before that came out was the Reputation tour. And Reputation famously, there's a scene in the Miss Americana documentary, didn't get nominated for any Grammys, that, and she was devastated about that. Mm. And so she was gonna do a stadium tour um, for the reputation album. And she was advised not to do that. She, they, people thought they would lose money. She wouldn't sell out the stadiums. Obviously she sold out every single show. I went to that show. It was incredible. It was amazing. And, um, so I think she gained a lot of popularity from the reputation concert and then lover came out shortly after that. And it seemed to me like tides turned a little bit then and they turned a lot when folklore and evermore came out.
0: Mm. I feel like that's when I finally yeah. was like oh yeah because those were so different yeah they're very exactly yeah. and the range like all of a sudden people were like oh yeah she's actually like talented mm-hmm. like I feel like that's when a lot of people who weren't taking notice before started mm-hmm. to take notice yeah.
1: and there was like nothing else really to listen to during the pandemic because she was one of the only artists coming out with stuff it's so. true
0: and yeah. she came out with she came out too yeah
1: yeah too. during the pandemic. she just like surprised just dropped them yeah, like, and there was no announcement, it was all of a sudden out, right? Right, right, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so how, like, if we're getting started here, if I'm just like, I may not be a Swifty, but I at least want to know enough to not be a complete outcast in my mm-hmm. community, like, where do we start with that? Is there a certain album, a certain song that I should go to should, first? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe a group, well, she can join. yeah, a
1: Facebook group I or think, a Reddit group. I think there are several ways to approach this. So first of all, I would follow Taylor Swift if you- I don't. Yeah, I don't follow, follow her on Instagram <laughs> that's, that's or whatever okay social media. You like. Okay, that's easy. Because again, that's if easy. you wanna know when the concerts are and stuff and don't have FOMO with that, she's the first person to post that always. Right. So if you were following her, then you can do that. As okay. far as becoming a Swifty, it depends on the person some people probably are going to want to start at the beginning, just start at her number one album. And again, you just literally watch her grow up. I guess you hear her grow grow up through these lyrics and her voice gets more mature. She becomes a better singer, um, you know, and things like that. And so I do think that is a fun journey of basically watching her go through her journey. Probably the number one advice I would give to someone though is, um, She's crossed so many genres at this point that I would say, well, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Mm-hmm. And if they gave me a genre, I could give them an album that they would probably like the best. And you, I could also talk about what kind of lyrics do you like? What do you relate to? Because the albums, many of them are so different lyrically as well as sonically.
0: Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What is your type of music, Kirsten? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I do like her, I do like, Is that, is Marjorie from Folklore? Yeah. I feel like that is probably my favorite. Oh, that
1: might, no, that's from Evermore. Okay. I get it mixed up because they say, they came out so close together, but it's from Evermore. That
0: that area, Mm -hmm. I feel like I do relate with that more.
1: So again, those are the two albums I would recommend to you. Then Mm -hmm. I could tell you some of my favorite songs from those, or I could tell you one of the most famous songs from Folklore is My Tears Ricochet. That is uh, about the whole feud with them selling her cap, her, Oh, yeah, yeah it's I her know, catalog all about that yeah exactly so that's what that song is about and then that's another one that's couched as a love song like it's it's a you know it sounds like mm. a love song but that betrayal of that it's what that's what it's about and it's in there in those lyrics
0: yeah but you wouldn't know that unless you did yeah. the work
1: mm-hmm. to figure that out yeah
0: so maybe start with those albums kirsten okay. and yeah. then kind of just like deep dive into those lyrics, it sounds like.
1: That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. And again, I could even give you specific songs if you're like, well, I want more upbeat stuff or I, mm. I want sad I do stuff, like, you know. I
0: do like some of that. Like I really like um, some of the upbeat ones too. Yeah. I like well, um, the one about being a man.
1: Yeah, the man, that's from the River. Man. I like that one. Do you Do you know the song August?
0: You should sing it for me. Uh-huh. No,
1: I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> I don't know um, if I know it. But that's from Folklore. Okay. But it's one of the more upbeat ones on Folklore. Okay. So I, I love that song. It's probably my top 10. So I okay. would recommend
0: that. Well, what I can commit to, to both of you and to the world really, is that I will, I will do, I will at least listen to one album. All right From start to finish. And I will also research each song. Mm-hmm. Great, that's your one of your New Year's resolutions. In okay, fact, I can do that. research. I can do that. Wow, this is great. Okay, so tell us a little bit of like the history of Taylor Swift.
1: Maybe some things people don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it is kind of important. It's important to know her history because she writes from such a weird, uh, a real place. Mm-hmm. She writes what has happened to her in her life and how it's made her feel. That's what her songs are about. So if you know her history, the songs like you said, you do research for the songs. The songs make so much more sense yeah. to you.
0: Do you feel like that's unique? Like is she, cause I feel like a lot of artists do that, mm-hmm. but do you feel like she's unique in that way somehow?
1: I do, yeah. I feel like she has a unique ability to mm-hmm. be very vulnerable in her lyrics. Um, and again, in a relatable way. Yeah. So,
0: And as far as writing her songs go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is she like a hundred percent? Is she,
1: so like has she written all of her songs? Yes, she, any song, that it, that she does is written or co-written by her. You can look at the credits every time she's mm-hmm. involved in the creation process of every song. The a fun fact is the album Speak Now. She wrote every song on there by herself, no co-writers. She mm-hmm. just wrote that whole album all by herself. And there's several songs that are like that. Um, but she, uh, you know, she also collaborates people with people okay. writing songs. So back cool. to
0: Taylor Swift history. How did she even get discovered? Okay,
1: so. When she was, I think it was about 10, they had a repairman at their house, and this repairman taught her three chords on the guitar. <laughs> and oh. she fell in love with the guitar. You know, did,
0: did they have a guitar? Then, I, I, guess? I guess.
1: I don't know if it was her dad's guitar or what, or, you know, or the mm-hmm. repairman brought his guitar. I don't <laughs> know, but she loved it. So, you know, she kind of pursued it from then and she got really good at it. A great guitar player. She plays uh, really good guitar. I hope um, she
0: has a relationship with this repairman. Still. I, know. Imagine I, ho- him, I hope like, he's doing well. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: He deserves something. Yeah. And life. so, you know, from the time I think it was from the time she's about 10 or 11, it was her dream to become a famous singer. She want, she wanted to do that. And she would write songs. She wrote, she wrote a lot of songs and, um, she was getting so good. She grew up in Pennsylvania and she was getting so good that uh, she begged her parents to move to Nashville because she wanted to be a country singer. And so her parents moved them to Nashville and they just didn't take no for an answer. She she got together like some demo stuff and her songs and... Um, they went to as many labels as they could. One label said they really liked her and they would want to sign her in like five years. She'd need to be older. And mm. she was like, no, I want to, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, she found a label that. I bet that in.
0: label is just rolling. I know, brave. I <laughs> know.
1: Think of how <laughs> much mistake, my gosh. yeah. Her yeah. catalog's worth like at least $500 million. Oh yeah. my gosh. So wow. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, so that happened uh, and she you know obviously she got signed um her first album was a hit a big country hit she got she won a lot of country music awards and so then it kind of snowballed from there her next album fearless uh was even more successful it was a very successful album it won a lot of awards a lot of songs from there were on the radio is that the one at the
0: show at the grammys when she was singing in the rain uh what was she singing in the you know what? I don't remember. Yeah. Do you I, remember that? That's like yeah, passion. I remember, but I don't remember the song.
1: Yeah. 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 That was yeah. a cool moment though. Yeah. So, well, the famous award show moment was with that Kanye. long. Yes. is is <laughs> Kanye. So yes. she won best music video, um, for you belong with me. That's the one where she's like in her pajamas and glasses and And Mm -hmm. anyway, you know, if you've seen that and that was the year Beyonce's single ladies came out, which is also an incredible music video. It's very good. (laughs) Um, So Taylor won the award and is up on stage accepting her award. She's like 19 years old and Kanye comes up and steals the mic from her. He says, says his famous line, I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had Mm -hmm. one of the best videos and so then when he got up there and he said that people were booing him because like how tacky is uh-huh. that like shut up Kanye. The worst, you know the worst so but the big thing that taylor swift has said now is that she thought they were booing her like mm. boo that she oh. won the award it should have been beyonce so she's just up there like frozen it's, again she's 19 she's up there frozen um so that was hard for her but then her next album she writes this really nice song about kanye it's called innocent And basically it's like, I forgive you. Everyone makes mistakes like, you know, Mm -hmm. and so how nice is that? She really tried to befriend him and they were kind of friends for a while. Uh, He pulled a thing where he begged her to present him with an award at this different, different award show. It was kind of like, this will be good. It'll show people we're friends now. Like kind of, we've crossed that bridge. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, she was going to present him with this award So she agreed to it and she did. And then Kanye got up and said, um, you know, the TV, I don't remember what network it was, but they just did this for the ratings. Like they just got Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. to present it for the ratings. He said that like like on the broadcast? I think it was on the broadcast. And so just kind of pretending that he never wanted that and they just did it for ratings, but it sounds like he just did it it to be dramatic. Uh And then probably the biggest thing um, was he called Taylor Swift up again a couple years later and asked if he could talk about her in one of his songs. And she's like, Oh, how nice, you know, that's nice for him to get the permission. And she said, yes, but she didn't know a, didn't know what lyrics, what the lyrics were going to be. So she's like, when you finalize the lyrics, like just run it past me, which he never did. And, um, so the lyrics came out and should do you want me to, say the lyrics what, yeah, if they, say, what if they swear well like, i know they,
0: the lyrics they're they're i mean they weren't nice yeah there were swear
1: words he called her bad names yeah he, he called said her bad some name. really vulgar things yeah about her. a couple of vulgar things and then he said like i made her famous basically yeah, which right. is hilarious but um and so taylor was really offended by those lyrics as one would be and i think she posted that and then kim kardashian who was married to kanye at the time uh she was like taylor's just a snake she's just saying this to get attention and look here's a video i took i took the a video of when kanye was like on the phone f- yes i yes. took a video when kanye was on the phone with her and it's on speaker and listen you can hear her agreeing to this so so then everybody's like wow taylor's just she loves to play the victim she's such mm-hmm. a snake um t- let's see it i think it's hashtag taylor swift is over party was trending for a long time on twitter this was 2015, I want to okay. say. Okay. So mm-hmm. in between um, 1989 and Reputation. Okay. So she like kind of gets canceled. like, and, and that was the thing is Kim called her a snake and then everybody was posting snake emojis like Taylor's such a snake.
0: Well, like I would say too, what's hard about that is like Kim Kardashian is also one of the most famous people right. in the world. Exactly. Like it was just a real just a real bad exactly. pairing yeah <laughs> and, she, and Kim Kardashian's really a lot of unfortunate and yeah. things like mm-hmm.
1: that anyways so taylor takes the label and runs with it and her next album reputation is literally snake themed mm-hmm.
0: that's amazing she, yes I exactly
1: and there's a lot of anger songs on there and i think most of them are about kanye and then it comes out later i think it was right before lover came out that kim doctored that video so it was fake like the the things she recorded the things but she put them in different orders it and, was like out of context yes, a it bit. Yeah, it was exactly and yeah. so so it was taylor agreeing because she did she's but like she yeah didn't... you could write a song about me but run like, lyrics about yeah me. and she obviously cut that part out exactly candid. okay and so you know then taylor swift was like mm, yeah i mm-hmm. told you guys
0: the whole time but uh so there. did taylor <laughs> come out at the time that video came
1: out and say like hey look this is doctored this is edited she i don't think she used those words but she said i didn't agree to this like when it came out and yeah. everyone was calling her snake she yes, said yes exactly okay but people still didn't believe her sure and then the other thing i'll run through really fast um with her life is she when she signed her record contract when she was 15 she chose to go with a label that was just starting up so she was like one of their very first artists that they were even uh you know taking on at that point. So she was very close to the founder of the label and, um, you know, the people there. And she had said, she kind of felt like they were family. Like they, they, you know, she grew into the famous person with them and, and all these things. And then, so it felt like such a betrayal to her. Scott Borchetta, who was head of the label, uh, sold her catalog to Scooter Braun without giving her the chance to buy the songs which she wanted to do yeah she had asked him for that yes and he just chose to to release them to scooter instead well the only deal he would do is he said i'll i'll let you buy them if you renew your contract and we've got six more albums with you and she did not want to do that Mm -hmm. because she wanted some creative freedom so he wouldn't just let her buy the catalog outright and so then without telling her he sold them to scooter Braun, which is a big deal because she really didn't like Scooter. Uh, Scooter was uh, Kanye's guy, like Kanye's label, and she—he was a big part in some of the Kanye things that happened. He's also Justin Bieber's guy. Did he, did he? Is it like we all know he just did that to spite her? I don't. Th- I don't know if he did it to spite her. I think he probably just got a good maybe price. he was just, like just like a good offer. Yeah, but he said he knew very well that I didn't like this guy. That mm-hmm. he, I thought he was a bad person, and, he, and I didn't want him it felt like I was like a puppet or a slave and he she had control song about over that? all of my music. Yeah. Well, my tears ricochet that I told you oh, about, that that that. Is a, okay. but there, I'm, there, there's other mentions of it, mm-hmm. but yeah. And so, and then it was Justin Bieber's guy too. And you know, she's best friends with Selena and there's a lot of, there was kind of an mm-hmm. all, a lot of online shaming stuff that went on with both Taylor and Selena because of Scooter Braun. So she really did not like him and she felt very betrayed that the stuff was sold. And that's what led to her re-recording her albums and doing the taylor's yeah. version stuff so at this Sorry, point it was is a long this she <laughs> moved
0: because didn't she go to london for a while
1: yeah she moved to london like she
0: she kind of was like she, i'm gonna
1: disappear for a bit she moved to london um after the reputation tour i think okay and or maybe during you know that's a good question it was like when she met joe i just wonder exactly if all sure these swifties
0: she- have ever like you know, maybe everyone needs to give her a public apology here
1: mm-hmm. for, like, chasing her out of the country. Seriously, Because right? I, the Swifties didn't do it. It was all the other people. Mm-hmm. It was the stupid Kim people. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it? there's some Swifties that turned on her for a while. She, they might have been. I think there's people who claim to be Swifties now that yes, turned on I'm her. Saying. That mm-hmm. I know yeah. some of them. And I'm like, you don't love Taylor Swift. <laughs> do you think it's... You're not but she was very Swiftie. depressed. There was a point when she didn't leave her house for a whole month Some people are convinced that she left the house in a suitcase, like a very large rolling suitcase that someone took out
0: of the house. I'd be so claustrophobic. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you could be a fan of Taylor Swift and a fan of Kim Kardashian? Can those coexist?
1: I think so, because I think if you're a fan of someone, you're a fan of them for what they create. Mm -hmm. And so- yeah. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't have to be a fan of every single action they've ever made or every yeah. mean thing I, they've I like, said. I like you Kim.
0: Know? I just want to make sure if I'm yeah. on my Swifty journey that I can still yeah. be a fan of her. Yeah. Okay. So you've mentioned that she is relatable and, and do you feel, cause I, I do think a lot of people will say she's not relatable because she's a billionaire. And like, what does she know?
1: Right. Well, she wasn't a billionaire. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you're, but I think your point is like, she's relatable because she's been through heartbreak. She's been through betrayal. Mm-hmm. She's been through like being canceled by people. Yeah. She's,
1: you know, she's been through sexism, a lot of sexism. She, yeah, she's
0: been through a lot of things and mm-hmm. she has been through heartache. Mm-hmm. Like, so I do feel like she is relatable. Like mm-hmm. I will say that even though maybe she doesn't relate with my life entirely, there mm-hmm. are aspects of my life that she probably does get, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all oh, of us. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you feel like that she is vulnerable in her, her lyrics? And that's why people feel like she's a friend. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm friends with her. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. We're, you know, is yeah. that why, is
1: that why people are feeling like they yeah. know her? I think that is probably the number one reason why some people are like, I would die for Taylor Swift mm-hmm. <laughs> because they, I, I mean, I almost, I feel this way. I feel, I literally feel like she's my friend. Mm-hmm. a because she's been so vulnerable with me like a friend would of telling me her deepest heartaches and her hair coolest triumphs and mm-hmm. all those things and then b i relate so much to her lyrics that it's like she knows me and accepts me for these things so it's like all the stuff we have in common and you know and we could go into this a little bit more but she at least acts so normal and down to earth like someone you would really be friends with and is a kind uh person and so you know, people do, I really do feel like I'm friends with her. So I think that's what takes people to that next level as if they feel very close to Taylor.
0: Yeah. When you say she acts down to earth in what ways? Like
1: she has cats. She she has like lots of cats. Yeah. She's filmed like nerdy videos of herself before. Um, yeah. And she's like, she makes jokes about how she's like a dumb cat lady. Mm -hmm. She, again, she's a kind person. Um, so at that, the football game, a couple maybe like a week and a half ago, someone caught a picture of her and she's tipping people with hundred dollar bills. Like she's you know, there's the people that bring the food to mm-hmm, the box mm-hmm. and she's just giving them like a two hundred dollar tip. Things like that. Um she's a very, very grateful person. So I would say she's relatable because you see her do very kind things like that. She uh, famously gave away $5 million in bonuses to her crew for the tour. Mm -hmm. She gave every truck driver $100,000, which is more than they make in a year, you know, and wrote them handwritten personalized notes, like thanking them. Uh, for things like that. So she's a kind person. She's also a very grateful person. And I think in every single acceptance speech she's ever had, and she's won a lot of awards, she thanks her fans. She always says, I would not be here without you guys. I love you guys. Um, And she also thanks her mom a lot too, which is like this cute relatable thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, in one of her new songs, she she talks about how I called my mom and cried to her about this breakup. You know, there's stuff like that. You know what's interesting about that? I was just Mm -hmm. thinking...
0: I feel like maybe what's going wrong with me in my life is that I feel like it's like someone who wants to be your friend, but like I kind of like don't want to be her friend, but Mm -hmm. it's like my own fault. Do you know what I mean?
1: Maybe. Like I feel like you're saying like you're not reaching out like like, a friend. yeah. Yeah, But she's
0: like, I feel like you're saying like anyone who wants her to be in their life she's there. She's there. Oh yeah. And she's like giving you everything. Yeah. But like, maybe I just, I'm also like, you're not the kind of friend I need, Yeah, but that's okay. Maybe you just like haven't experienced a lot of like hard things. And so maybe, maybe that's <laughs> why you feel like you can't easy. relate to her. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that that's it. I mean, I'll think yeah. about that, but I don't know that that's it.
1: But again, like, She so Travis Kelsey's dad talks about how everyone left the box after the game and she was still in there cleaning up cups and everybody's trash. Mm. Uh, The people who did the time photo shoot with her said she brought them like a pumpkin loaf that she had baked like before they did the photo shoot so and one might argue that like oh she's she's
0: doing this but she is in the spotlight so mm-hmm. she's no know, she knows she's being watched she yeah. knows people it's are just gonna report move. about yeah. this so like what would you say also to that? like
1: there are a lot of people that I know that are like that mm-hmm. but they don't get like but they're your friends right is my point you're friends with nice people like that yeah but I also That's, just so feel like friend.
0: maybe she's just like a nor- but I think we compare her to other celebrities yes, yes, exactly. not to like other she's people she's not a
1: stuck up yeah because exactly. like a lot of like
0: normal humans would do those types of things yes, like I exactly. think I know a lot of people that would do that maybe not like those types of tips but mm-hmm. they would give generous tips according to like what they could do mm-hmm. but i think we're comparing her to like other singers oh, other exactly. artists other
1: celebrities well, and what i'm saying is that is why you can feel like you're friends with her is because she's a normal person mm-hmm. that you would go to a football game with that would yeah. kind of clean up their trash before they leave
0: yeah she's one of us exactly
1: exactly mm-hmm. she's like one of you mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that i read is aaron desner who's done uh, who collaborated with her for all of folklore and i believe evermore as well He, so for, you know, in the folklore era, he was over at her house every single day recording. And he said, he's never seen anyone wait on her, like in her house. She Mm. doesn't have like some butler or something. He says she cooked everyone breakfast and dinner, like every day. And, you know, she likes to cook. She likes to bake and just like, she doesn't let just boss people around. Mm. She is a regular person. Mm. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, If
0: I had the amount of money she had, I would be having chefs, I would be having clean. Oh, I know I yes. wouldn't get off the couch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. So yeah. how do you feel like, because I feel like a lot of young artists or actors, whatever celebrities who start out young in their career, maybe are similar to her and more relatable down to earth, mm-hmm. but then take a
1: shift and, and turn yeah, for the worst. Absolutely. So how do you feel like she avoided that? That's that's one of the questions of the century, right? Is She set herself up in every way to get uh, to basically go down the exact same path as like Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan. Right. She became famous very young and like the super like super hot item. Right. And the press tried to do that to her. They tried to Britney her essentially. And she just wouldn't take it. Also in what way? And what do you mean? In what like ways? how did they try to do that to her? Oh, it was always like she's a serial dater. Don't date Taylor Swift because she oh, she's only dating you to write a song about you, and she's gonna ruin your life. Or you know she's whiny. She always plays the victim. Um, she like when in 1989 she was kind of sick of everybody like talking about her relationships and saying she was a serial dater. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to take a break and I'm just going to hang out with my girlfriends. And then there was this, they spun it. Like it's this huge click. Like it's this mm-hmm. huge click that no one can be a part of. And there, there's just the brat pack that you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, she's like, she said, like, like, I just have friends. She's like, literally no matter what I do, yeah. like that they spin it that way. Um, and, And things like that. They've always been trying to do these negative stories. For me, what I think is probably the main reason that she didn't go down the same path as Britney Spears and things is because she's so family centered and she comes from a good family. A lot of those celebrities have uh, parents that are trying to take advantage of them. And Taylor Swift's got great parents that they, they went on tour with her. They fought for her. They taught her like normal good people values, mm. you know, and so that's what I think is the main thing. It's her right. family, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, we would mm. all be totally like Taylor Swift if we got famous. Like we would yeah. be so. I feel <laughs> I feel like I would also down down give out really nice tips. Yeah, yeah I'd be. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and she does. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I I think that about myself too. They've yeah.
1: also said every single uh, stop she's made on the Eras tour, she's made a sizable donation to the food bank there she doesn't Mm. like they don't nobody they're not allowed to reveal how much it is essentially but she's made a huge donation to ever on every stop
0: so not only is she just living her life as a good person it seems like she's going out of her way Mm -hmm. to be
1: Mm -hmm. a a good person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again i would say she makes it so clear that she loves her fans this is why you feel like you're her friend she i'm like she loves me like mm-hmm. at the concert, I'm like, she's so glad I'm here. I know. Cause she just said, she just said she's she so was, glad I'm here. She was Demery. Exactly. No, that yeah. is did how she I felt. Did like, she said, like, if only Kirsten you. were here, this would be uh-huh. a successful night. No, she did not say that. But <laughs> I remember specifically it. at the reputation tour, she sings the intro and then she's talking to the audience and she does these light up bracelets at her concert. You've probably seen every mm-hmm. person in that um, gets a light up bracelet and then it's coordinated with the music. So it looks really cool. And she said. I do these light up bracelets because I want to see each individual person in the audience. And so she was like, you back up in there in the nosebleeds. Like I see you, which was me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, she is happy. I'm here. She sees me. I'm this, wearing her bracelet. Yeah. And she, she goes out of her way. So she does something that she calls the secret sessions and she'll do like some spying online and figure out who some of her biggest fans are and she will invite them. To secret sessions, she had like at least for 1989. She had them at her house. She oh, baked people cookies what? and she showed them previews of the songs that were going to be on the next album. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, you are going to be invited. I, that to- is my at one dream. point
1: I don't know how she would. What find do you me, think?
0: But- what do you think is going to change when she gets married and has kids one day? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who can do this for a while, mm-hmm. and then that love and that devotion and that energy and that time shifts to you know, maybe their family,
1: Yeah. do you feel like that's gonna happen to her? I don't imagine her ever stopping because she's such a workhorse. I could give so many um, examples of that. Mm -hmm. She's just a really, really hard worker, which is probably the main reason why she's gotten where she's gotten. Um, And she said so many times, like she just needs to feel creatively fulfilled. And that's one reason she genre switches is she's always trying to challenge herself and do something new, which she always does. She always Mm -hmm. does something new. And she's just said, like, she's got to do that to be happy. So I don't I don't see her stopping. I mm-hmm. see her just, like, being a Paul McCartney that just, like, goes and goes and goes, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, I hope so.
1: Yeah. A lot of people would be sad if she didn't. Totally. So the last thing I would say about her being relatable is I've noticed a lot of similarities between Taylor Swift and Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. It's just someone that is so magnetic that people just have this love for. And it's kind of this mix of it's, like, she's, it's like what I said, she's a normal person, but she's amazing. She's so beautiful and talented. And yet, you know, Diana is going, she's just holding hands with people on the street and talking mm-hmm. to people about their lives and going to the kids with the cancer and think, and that's what Taylor Swift does too. She invites those people over to her house. She's done something called Swift miss where again, she, she figures out who her fans are and she'll mail them a bunch of presents and a handwritten. note. I read one that was like, it was to a third grade teacher and Taylor Swift had figured out this girl was a third grade teacher and was like, I still remember my third grade teacher. You're doing such a good work. Like, I'm like, Mm. how great, I don't know. How, how do we deserve this? Right. Mm -hmm. But again, it's that same thing as princess Diana of, you can't quite explain it, but it's just this magnetism that people just, just love Mm -hmm.
0: her. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Okay. So I also, I mean, we know I know, like it's, I don't think you could say she's not talented, but I do think some people say she's not as talented as people give her credit for. Mm -hmm. So speak, (laughs) 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 I I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but like, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. So I want you to speak to her talent a little bit and kind of explain that to us. Yeah.
1: So, well, it's hard to judge talent because a lot of it's a matter of opinion. If you want to try and make it a matter of fact, you've got to listen to critics and experts and pretty much at this point the experts agree that she's mm-hmm. amazing um there's been so many you know positive things written about her in the rolling stone and and among critics and things um a lot of people her lyrics especially at this point in her career are just like pure poetry she uses a bunch of what are called literary devices to give strength to her lyrics that you know authors like Steinbeck or something use in their books, and they're just great. I've heard many cl- uh, critics compare her to Bob Dylan, and Bob Dylan actually won uh, the Nobel Prize in Literature for his lyrics.
0: Wow, I did not know so that. Do you feel like that could be her fate?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I would not be surprised at all hmm. if she if she won an award like that.
0: You know, I went to the, um, country hall of fame in Nashville Mm -hmm. and she was just covered. Like she covered that place. Oh yeah. She like, it was all about, there was so there's a room dedicated to her
1: as there should be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's made a big splash in like every genre she's gone to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, it's like princess. She's just so lovable. There's something about Mm -hmm. her that, that people just love. So yeah, she's super talented. Hmm. She has that ability to to do those lyrics that are beyond especially at this point, they're beyond relatable and they've moved to just very good poetry. Yeah. She she uses those literary devices. Like an example I could give you of that is um so there's one where you use a word uh and it means one thing in one context and one thing in a different one and she'll use it uh in the same kind of sentence. So in Cruel Summer, she says, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. So keep means two different things in that sense. Um, and and that's kind of like one of those cool tricks she does. She actually hmm. does that uh, a lot, things like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing I would say is she has this ability to go catchy or deep. So she can write a super bop like, blank space, right? And then on the very same album, she can write a really deep song like clean. She, and again, she's got talent with music. So she writes these things that get stuck in your head. Like I remember when the red album came out, it's that I don't even want to sing it, but maybe I'll, I'll do to it. Yeah, the ooh, ooh ooh ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me up again last night. I feel, I just remember that just never getting out of it. it just it's a mm, it's called a hook. Sketchy. It's the hook right before the chorus, it. and it she can write that stuff. That stuff that just gets stuck in your head. But again, she can write these super super deep poetic profound lyrics as well. She just she has hmm. the uh, ability to do that. So here's some lyrics that she wrote for a song called "This Is Me Trying." Um, that's one of her more recent songs she says they told me all of my cages were mental so I got wasted like all my potential there's that literary device again wasted in two different um, Mm. contexts or meanings I was so ahead of the curve the curve became a sphere fell behind all my classmates and I ended up here this is also another example of a song that could be considered a love song. I think it's about addiction. It, it could really, I really see that it's about alcoholism. It could be about any relationship, um, romantic or not. There's a lot of things this song could be about. What do you think it's about for her specifically? You know, it's a good question because, so she said all of her lyrics are personal uh, things from her life that have happened, except for folklore and Evermore. She wanted to tell stories you know which is like why it's called oh, like stories about other people yeah so she oh, okay. just kind of imagined some of these scenarios and it's like her writing little stories is what she said so this is from that era okay and so i, I don't think it, it's not you know some of these i think become from a personal place certain lyrics but um it's not that it's a story that she's telling and mm-hmm. again to me it sounds like addiction interesting but that's just one reading
0: So when you say she says this, is this interviews? Is this her Instagram? Where do you get most of your, Taylor Swift said this?
1: Interviews. Okay. So you're like, she's been interviewed so many times. Yeah. you interviews or, you know, your algorithms match what you want (laughs) on social media. And so what's always popping up on my Instagram are just little um, clips of interviews uh, of things that she said.
0: Hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I she also has I need to get in on that. yeah,
1: she also has um notes on her album like if you bought a physical copy of an album, she has notes like introducing some of the stuff and and talking about some of the inspiration for the album. So
0: hmm. that is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like we all learn to love the things that we are putting time into, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think this is just like a good example of like I have not put in a lot of time, that's right. But you, This have. friendship
1: cannot be one-sided. Taylor has <laughs> yeah. put in the effort. She's reaching out yes, to me. She's ready to hand me a $500 bill. And <laughs> I'm just not like, doing not it. there yeah. for her. You
0: could be invited to a secret party, Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you know what? I have lots of other passions. So like the thing is like, the, the way that you feel about this, I think that the good thing in life is that we can all have things that we get excited about. Maybe mm-hmm. this like, won't be my thing. Yeah, and that's fine. But like, you've given me the opportunity right, to make and it again, if I want. And you
1: respect her as an artist. Totally. And I think you have to, at this point, she, it's it's pretty much undeniable that she's uh, like the Beatles. Like mm-hmm. she, if you don't like them, that's fine. But culturally relevant, change the music industry, um, you know, Very talented. Yeah, will be remembered. Yes, will be remembered for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, yeah. And
0: she's had a huge impact on the economy too. Yep. Yes, that's true. So just one of her. Just thank her for that. Yes. Well, I think this is good. Like what I was, I told you guys when we first started having this conversation about this podcast is like, I. I love Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I love the TV shows. I love the characters. I love the storylines. I love to go in the deep dives of like the YouTube videos of yeah. people explaining the movies the like whole
1: universe, the whole universe everything connects the multiverse. Yes. Right. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse you. I don't care as much about Marvel <laughs> yeah. as you do. It's I fine. did up until Endgame and then I was like I thought this was the Endgame. I thought yeah. we were done. You know, and, and there's there's been
0: some misses along the way, but sure. there are some gems if right. you if you weed through it. But what I feel like is hard about that is if you go to a movie, but you haven't done all the pre-work, mm-hmm. you're like, who's that? And why do I care about that? And mm-hmm. what's that inside joke and you, it's like this whole language you don't understand. exactly. exactly. And that's how I feel about Taylor Swift. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to be there, but I'm, but I'm also like, I don't know if I can like go back and do all the work that's required yeah. <laughs> to like get to the point that these people are at where yeah. I feel like I'm in this club. Yeah, And so, but I think that maybe for me, the takeaway from this is like, I can do something. Sure. I probably can't do it all. And I can't spend as much time as you spend, mm-hmm. but I can do enough where maybe I can up my up my level a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well and I think also realizing you don't have to be an extreme Swifty to mm-hmm. be a Swifty. Mm-hmm. I am a Swifty. I did I know all the things you just talked about? <laughs> Absolutely not. I learned a lot. But, but I am, you like to listen but, to her. But yeah. I do genuinely believe if Taylor Swift were in front of me, she would say, yes, Emily, you are a swift. She would
1: give you her stamp of mm, approval. Yes, okay, yes. that's okay, great. Okay, yeah, and I think she there's just different it.
0: levels and sure. you can be a Swifty without knowing
1: everything. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: well, I appreciate it. We do. It, it seems
1: like you just want that label so bad. You really I, just wanna be in the club. She just wants to be I, part yeah, of yeah, the club, actually, again, no, like no, no.
0: So, I, I feel like I don't care as much about the label uh-huh. as like the general acceptance okay. by my peers. Yeah, that's right. more what I'm looking and for. she wants to be invited to a concert should we I, ever go? I, this all stemmed because they said that they were going to go to, my sister said they were going to go to a concert and that I would be the one that didn't get invited because yeah. there was <laughs> only so many tickets. Only four people. But like only
1: four My mom months. got to
0: go who yeah. like, by the way, come on, I'm definitely more of a Swifty than her, uh, but she, she does get me involved. In she this. does love a concert, but oh, I'm listen, just saying I, like, was a, uh, I was a bystander. To I this. was <laughs> shocked that I wasn't invited. And I feel like I'm trying to come to a place where I'm like, it's okay. I understand. Like I haven't maybe, gotten to the point that I need to be Mm -hmm. where I would be invited.
1: But like, I just want to be invited to everything. Well, you know what? Taylor Swift is actually one of those people that wants to be invited to everything. And she's got songs about not being invited to stuff. Okay. That that is what Kirsten needs to listen to. Again, she's got all this stuff. I love that. Those are going to be the first songs I go to. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I don't know who wants to mention, but I have compiled a list for you of non- yes yeah maybe I'll, but by the I'll
0: way speak. like i am in love okay. like I, I do like love but oh, i'm sure. not like going through the the roller coaster of okay. love my love is very constant now it's not like you know there's no breakups yes, there's no like exactly what's happening here there's no games yeah
1: but some people one negative thing you have to say about her is she only writes love songs which is right. what a quote unquote but weak, you've a list to yes to i have a, a list of 32 songs so that there's two good albums for you if you don't want to listen to any love songs do you want to tell us a couple of your favorites from I her? will tell you a couple I think you're going to post the whole list yeah on we Instagram. will post it for everyone yes but um so there's the song mean again that's on speak now so she wrote it all by herself and mm-hmm. it that is about she got a really bad review from a critic that she sang at some award show and he just thought it was horrible and she he tore her apart again she's like 19 or 20 at this time she wrote this song called mean and the chorus says someday i'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean so I, this is one of my favorites because I just think it's it's incredible that as a 20 year old, she had the confidence to write this, that she had sold some good albums, but she was not that famous yet. She could have, her next album could have been a flop and she could have gone nowhere after that. But she was like, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon I'm gonna be Taylor Swift and nobody even knows your name. I don't know that guy's name, right? Man, I just she, got chills as you said exactly. that. Exactly. It and was she, a prophecy. She's yeah. a confident woman, which is something I admire about her. And then she sang this song mean at the Grammys and uh, she changes the lyrics in that to someday I'll be singing this at the Grammys and all you're ever going to be is uh, mean. When she's singing oh, the Grammys, yeah. that's it's, awesome. Again, love it. That's so you get cool. chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another non-love song I would mention uh, is called 15. And this is one of those ones that high school high school girls love. Essentially, it's kind of like a senior in high school giving advice to a freshman in high school. And you can tell she's reflecting back on her experiences of being 15. And it's very poignant. Again, this, I have never heard anyone who articulates the feminine experience better than Taylor Swift at every age. And as I've said, Fearless really captures that high school age. And I—and the other album that stands out to me is I would say Red really captures the early 20s uh, age for, for a woman. I feel like it captures that female mm. experience. Anyway, so 15 is just about this boy, it's a boy that took advantage of her. And she, you know, she like loved him and had all these idealistic things and anyways. And so uh, high school girls relate to that song. They love that song. That's cool. Yeah,
0: I love that. Cause I, I feel like high school girls need more. They need they more do. stuff they like that. They need
1: more reputation, re- yeah. representation. Yeah. And that's why we loved her in high school as I was like, she's just one of us, mm-hmm. like she is. The last song I would mention that's not a love song is the Archer. Um, which that's one that's a little slower sonically. You have to pay a little more attention to the lyrics, but I would argue that that's Taylor Swift's most vulnerable song. She talks about all of the things that she doesn't like about herself, all of the Mm. fears that she has, all of the things that she's looked back and she feels like she's ruined or blown up. Um, the bridge to that song says they see right through me. You see right through me. I see right through me basically. Mm. Like I, a lot of her, yeah, a lot of my confidence has been a facade essentially. And, um, again, that's not a love song and it's super, it's very poetic song. She, she puts a lot of her feelings on the table on that and anti-hero, I would say she yeah. puts her feelings. Which is yeah. very relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Love that. Okay. Real quick. We're just going to do some rapid fire questions. One yes. sentence answer. Yes. Kay. Is Travis her end game?
1: Mm, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say I like him, but I like him. Fair.
0: I'm gonna say yes, just because I'm hopeful. Where do you see Taylor Swift in ten years?
1: I see her having come out with four or five more albums, not including the Taylor's version of things, and just still doing it, still touring, still being a boss.
0: Awesome. Why do people call her mother?
1: That is weird. I (laughs) I am gonna go. I am gonna. I. I don't know. You can't stand I can't, know. Again, like where does it come feel, from? If she's a friend, I feel like she's, like, my peer, like, yeah. my sister or something. Is it, like, younger girls that are saying that or, I, like, everybody? I don't know. It's kind of, like, the queen title of, like, she's the boss. I'll do whatever she says, yeah. I think. Yeah, kind of
0: just, like, but I have so much respect for you. I have
1: no idea why that's Do you think thing. she likes
0: that nickname? I don't know if she likes it. I
1: I mean, knowing her as well as I do, I think I know her, but obviously I don't really know her as a person. I don't think she would like that title, <laughs> but Interesting. Okay. yeah, but she's not about to tell her fans to stop. No, she's, yeah. no
0: they can do what they want. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Last question. What was the first song that got you hooked on Taylor Swift?
1: <laughs> on her first album, there's a song called Picture to Burn and The first, the first time I heard that song, I was like, I'm friends with this girl, this girl, I, I, this song's amazing. I love this girl. And I, I was a a Swifty ever since I heard picture to burn. What's it about? It's the lyrics are like, I really, really hate that stupid old pickup truck. You never let me drive. And so it's almost like when you go through a breakup and then you're like, by the way, I never said this, but I hate this. And I, I, all this stuff I pretended to like or whatever. And I, I pretended like your, I thought your truck was so cool. It's not, I hate it, (laughs) you know, and all, just all this stuff. It's really catchy too. Exactly. It's It's very catchy. And the last line of the chorus is as far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture to burn. Like I don't care about you and just, you know, and that's, that's a very dramatic high school girl thing to say. Like you want to burn some guy's picture. Like that's just how it goes. But it's also like empowering. Yes. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like you're like, I,
0: I'm good enough on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need you. Like taking back the narrative. Yeah. And
1: I was like, this girl's a boss. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for Mm -hmm. your time. This was amazing. This is the best. This is my dream to talk about Taylor Swift
1: for an hour. I do
0: feel changed (laughs) by the way. Like I... I do feel, you know, I don't think I will ever be where you're at, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like I'm different than I was before. (laughs) Um, So a mission accomplished. All right. We do ask every one of our, um, every one of our guests, a few questions. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask them to you real quick. All right. Okay. Do you have three favorite things? Products? Yeah. Like TV shows,
1: books, anything. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say is my Taylor Swift merch. Mm, obviously I got, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you know this, but I got the blue crew neck, um, which is something that you can't buy online. You had to have waited in line at the airs tour to buy it. How
0: long did you wait in line?
1: I only waited an hour and a half. Cause I got there really early in the morning. Oh, wow. I got there early morning and waited in so line. You
0: waited a long time because yes. you got there. So, you like, If your house was on fire, you would grab that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I could, it would be be like my children and then that, (laughs) Okay. like seriously. Okay. But I like it because it's one of those things that only Swifties know how cool it is. So I'm out in public at the grocery store and people are like, oh my gosh, you got the sweatshirt. And they know that you sacrificed for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love it. And my husband just got me a really soft Taylor's blanket.
0: With (laughs) like her face on
1: it? It has all of her albums on it. yeah. Cool. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, The other two things I would say that I love, this is so weird and dumb, but I live and die by the reminders app on my phone. Hmm. I have a different list. I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I have a list for every day and I put what I need to get done that day on the list. And I feel like every day you start it. Yeah. just when you wake up well what i try to do sometimes i don't do this but on sunday i try to say okay what do i have to do this week and then split it up evenly over the days Hmm. and it just saves me so much brain power and anxiety you know when you're like i know there's more i need to do but what is it i don't do that because because Hmm. yeah so i like really cool i wish i could be like that yes i love my reminders app i use it Hmm. so many times a day and then the other one actually is kind of similar to that there's an app called evernote that I love I really again I'm all about saving myself brain power so I really like to organize my thoughts so what I use Evernote for um is well just one example I'll say is like recipes I have a thing for recipes and then you have you have different files within that and it's all of my favorite recipes alphabetized really? and I just go to that app when I need and then I can edit it really quickly you can screenshot something and put that in as a note and, um, I have one for poems, like all my favorite poems. If I find a new poem, I just add the, poem I mean, this sounds kind of like Pinterest.
0: Maybe. Cause Pinterest is where I keep all my favorite things. Yeah. I feel like Pinterest is just like pictures though. This but is like- more text. Yeah, well, there's, like, a picture of a recipe
1: and then a link. Yeah, It's, like, links yeah. to different things. But sometimes those links stop working. Have that ever happened to you? Yeah. yeah Where you're, is, like, I this no made this found. once found. and it was awesome yeah. and now it's gone? That yeah.
0: happened with the sweet greens uh, Caesar salad mm-hmm. knockoff recipe that I was, Not like, obsessed really. had with. So I screenshot it. don't have to worry about that. Okay. I okay. screenshot it okay. on my Evernote app. I need it. Yeah,
1: and things like that. Okay. And, again, it's... Uh, I feel like, you know, I don't know, people ask me for recommendations, like what poem, what poem would I like or what Taylor Swift song? And I'm like, I don't wanna sit there and think about it. And so I can just go to my app and I'm like, it's on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you.
0: Smart, yeah. that's great. Yeah. All right, well, real quick, do you have any daily
1: non-negotiables? The Wordle, I do the New York Times Wordle every day. My streak is very important to me. I'm actually really upset because yesterday I was traveling and I did not do the Wordle. So I've got to start my streak all oh, no. over again. What's like
0: your longest streak?
1: Oh, that's a good question i think it's in the 50s all right have yeah. you ever
0: played trivia crack
1: yeah i remember Trivia crack.
0: um maybe would you play me i'm just like always need people to play with. i didn't
1: know people still use that app well, i thought that was we, like 2014. It, i'm bringing it back okay i'm bringing it back well yeah i mean okay. i would whip your let's butt, see let's see but let's okay see. i'm i'm pretty smart <laughs> okay but yeah the wordle and then if i have time i like to do the crossword as well in new york times
0: okay yeah so you're just like really into exercising your brain that's amazing
1: I guess That's I guess so really
0: cool well thanks so much for joining us yeah. Yes, I learned a lot I feel like I became even more of a swifty <laughs> and if people want to get more
1: of your Taylor Swift expertise they can find you on reddit yeah I comment on, on reddit stuff all the time okay. I'm there you guys okay, okay. So what's your reddit on yeah it's dem underscore dawn d-a-w-n and I, obviously I have so many good things to say <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe I'll
0: go there tonight before bed and just start scrolling cool yeah okay can't wait well thanks so much for our listeners and don't forget to like subscribe download leave a review and share with a friend